This is a CBC podcast. So, seeing as you're out here with a shovel, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Okay, perfect. What, what are you shoveling right here, right now? Right now, I'm just shoveling whatever is the sidewalk plow put in front of my driveway and everything. So, just getting rid of that. If you don't get it quickly, it just keeps building up. Yeah. How do you think the city does when it comes to snow removal in general? Some roads they do quite well. You know, there's primary, secondary, tertiary roads. I don't know the name of roads that are in the ninth place on the list, but this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's January, so naturally this city is digging out from a winter snowstorm. And naturally, residents are digging in and bemoaning those huge snow deposits the plows leave at the bottom of people's driveways. I'm Robin Bresnahan, and this is Ottawa. On each episode, we ask one question about this city we love. This week, how can Ottawa do snow removal better? Hi, I'm Jen Steltzer, and I am a winter-loving sustainable transportation advocate. We have met inside your local bus shelter here. Why did you bring me here specifically? Well, I know you can't see it on the radio or on a podcast, but if you look in front of us, you can see there is a two-foot hump of snow to get into the bus shelter. And really, after uh, snowfall, there can be a two or three or four size hump to get onto a bus. And that is a really big barrier for a lot of people. You actually gave me some homework. You said you got to go to the city website and you have to see there's this graphic of how the city prioritizes snow clearing after a big storm. The first priority is highways, transitways, major roads. Second is sidewalks in the downtown core and the winter cycling network. Third, secondary roads. Fourth, residential sidewalks. Fifth, residential roads. And finally, bus stops. Mm -hmm. Now you think that's backwards. Why? Well, I think that the city does have really good intentions to try to get people onto buses and use sustainable transportation. So I really do think you kind of have to prioritize the tools to make that happen, essentially. It is not even a choice for some people to take transit. Like, my mom cannot take transit on a snow day. She uses a mobility device. She's 78 years old. She knows she's not going to be able to get on that bus, realistically. Um, If you have a stroller, you can't use transit on a snow day. And so as much as I know winter is a thing, and I love winter... And I know we have to be patient, and I understand why they need to clear the main roads with a priority, because there's emergency vehicles and people do need to get to work. But in my perfect world in my head, you want to encourage people to not take their car on a snow day and use transit on a snow day, really. You want less cars on the road. That priority really needs to be, let's figure out a way to get these bus stops cleared. And I have ideas. They're not necessarily good ideas, but I have ideas on how this could happen. Well, tell me. (laughs) Well, I think 
getting the community involved could really help in some cases at least lessen the burden on the snow clearing. So we have that, you know, adopt a hydrant program where people go out front of their house and adopt clearing the snow. We could easily have adopt a bus stop. This is like six scoops of snow and maybe another six scoops of snow. I know not everyone's going to do that, but I know there are many, many really decent community-minded people that might. There's also other ways where we could maybe have a collaboration. Maybe the folks that are clearing other places, like in front of the mailboxes, could be commissioned to do the bus stops as well. Like maybe it doesn't always have to be the OC Transpo burden and we can kind of push it out to the community a bit more. I can hear in my in my head already somebody saying, well, what do I pay taxes for anyway? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I understand that. But I mean, you know, my local rink is built by community members. So many things happen. Gardens are planted by community members. And if we don't think of this as a, we're helping OC Transpo, if we think of this, we're helping our other community members, I think it's an easier sell. Heck, if they had like one of those shovels just in the corner, I would shovel while I was waiting for the bus, quite honestly. You know, that's not going to fly, but. <laughs> it's definitely an equity issue. Like every time we put up a barrier to the decision or behavior we want our citizens to make to work toward a more sustainable future, whether that's the price of transit, the reliability of transit, but also just the physicality of the bus stop. And you're not going to get people choosing transit if they can't get in their bus stop. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, were you a hurdler in, uh, in school? I was a hurdler no in way. school. For real. <laughs> I wasn't good at it, but I was. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're going to have to hurdle over the snowbank. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it was so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to walk down the hill now to meet an Ottawa City Councillor who thinks a lot about shoveling snow. And that's because it nearly killed him. Jeff Leeper represents the people of Kitchissippi Ward. Hi, Robin. Sorry. Hi. That's okay. Hi, Jeff. This is not a question I usually lead with in my interviews, Jeff, but can you show me your tattoo? I can. This is the tattoo I got so I don't forget the heart attack I had from trying to shovel my whole block worth of snow. It is a shovel through a nice meaty heart with the date February 13th, 2019. So this issue of snow shoveling is a personal one for you, but as a city councillor, I mean, you are not convinced that actually just putting more plows on the road would be money well spent. Uh, it would take an army to get our streets plowed to the level that people would like, our, and I, I'll say particularly our sidewalks plowed to the level that people would like. Those windrows across the intersections are really vexing and there probably is some benefit to throwing some money at that to try to get more plows more equipment more people out there to work on those but you know I, I don't want to underestimate how many of those intersections there are there are going to be thousands of them the bus stops need to be cleared out could we do better of course we can do better but I'm not sure that there is enough tax money available to get to the level of service that people would ultimately really like
Well, now I've come to Lower Town to meet the fella in charge of spending some of that tax money. His name is Bryden Denius, and he is currently supervising the total clearing of snow on Cathcart Street. There's a bunch of big dump trucks. There's some plows, sidewalk plows scooting around. There's even a tow truck around the corner in case people did not move their cars overnight. I was speaking to an active transportation advocate yesterday and I told her I'd be talking to you and I said, you know, do you have any questions? And she actually said, thank you, first of all. Well, that's very nice. I like that. (laughs) And she said she wouldn't want your job. (laughs) (laughs) It can be challenging some days. (laughs) But, But she actually was looking at that list of priorities and she did notice something that clearing bus stops was at the very end of that. And she wanted to know why clearing the city's bus shelters wasn't higher up on the priority list because... She said if it, if it was, it would probably get more people taking uh, public transportation, especially on snow days when you probably don't want a whole lot of cars on the road. So what would you say to that? The challenge with bus stops is, we have to understand, they are along our roadways and our sidewalks. So as we're clearing those roads, we're putting the snow along the curb, uh, and it is blocking some of those bus stops. So when we're out working, we want to make sure we're coordinating our resources. So if we're going out and we say we clear a bus stop, and then all of a sudden we plow the road again and it fills the bus stop in, it's, it's the same as if we didn't plow because it's filled in rapidly. What about when it comes to areas urban versus rural? Because of course Ottawa is a really big city. How do you prioritize that? That's the best part about our maintenance quality standards. So everything's based on road and sidewalk classification. So we have class one roadways, 174, then you get into our transway. But when you get into our our classifications twos, three, and four, they're across the city. So we have class two streets downtown. We have class two streets in the rural, in the suburban areas, uh, anywhere where there's, say, OC Transpo uh, dedicated bus runs, they're a priority as well. And that's spread across the city. So it's an equal treatment across the whole city for our roads and sidewalks. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I've been talking to Councillor uh, Jeff Leeper about uh, a model that's used in, in Sweden. I'm sure you've seen this before. This is where municipalities, they actually prioritize sidewalks, bike paths and bus lanes before clearing streets because they say women are actually more likely to travel by foot, bicycle or public transportation. And so it's called equitable snow removal. Is that something that you think about? It's definitely something we look at. So if you look at our priority sidewalks, our priority roads, our winter cycling network, those resources are being deployed all at the same time. When we're looking at our resources on our roadways, they're bigger equipment, they can move more snow, they can also move more rapidly versus, say, a sidewalk machine that has to work with a very tight space. They're moving a lot of snow, they're working with, say, somebody cycling or somebody, a pedestrian that's walking. So they have to take their time So there is a big difference between how fast we can move through those. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this job for a long time. You told me that you've been working for the city since you graduated from high school. Yes, I have been, yes. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) I live in the city as well, so one of my least favorite things is working in a snowstorm all day, coming home after a long day, and seeing that windrow of snow at the end of my driveway as well. So I, I totally understand 
how people feel and uh, it, it can be challenging some days. So that's probably one of my least favorite parts of, of this. <laughs> there was a, a viral video on TikTok of the city of Vaughan because the city of Vaughan actually clears those windrows. They have a special blade that goes down at the end of driveways. Could you ever foresee that happening in Ottawa? Uh, we have explored that option. Uh, we have done a couple reports to council. It is a very, very large financial undertaking to do that. That also requires space. There's a lot of areas in the city where there is no snow storage. So to actually do that operation is very, very challenging. Okay, well, I'm going to turn off the microphone and then we're going to compare mitts because mine suck. I am freezing. My thumbs are numb. But how are yours doing? I'm a little cold as well. Okay. One of the secrets I have, though, is I, I wear a heated vest, so it keeps me a little bit warmer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Top tip from Bryden. Thanks, Robin. Thank you very much. You start to run out of room after a little while of where to put all the snow. Well, I have a rule that I put my snow on my front lawn. I put the city's snow on the city's. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing the best they can with the, with the equipment that they have available. They can't be expected to have enough machinery to handle all of the roads the very nanosecond the last snowflake falls. I mean, our taxes would be crazy otherwise. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. If you have a question, something you've always wondered about living in Ottawa, send it our way. The email address is thisisottawa at cbc.ca. The podcast is written and hosted by me, Robin Bresnahan. It's produced by Julie Ayrton, and Margot Wright is the executive producer of audio for CBC Ottawa. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.